0: Hey, all you dog loving peeps! Tom Davis here, America's canine educator. Welcome back to the top charting, award winning Lakota knows Lakota knows this podcast time. She's wiggling in her crate. I'm sure you guys can hear it. Lakota. Cushy, good stay. So anyway, guys, sorry about that. She she comes in on the intro on cue sometimes. But today we have an awesome podcast. This is something that a lot of people deal with uh, living in cities, living in environments where there's, there's common areas with other dogs and other people. This is one of those situations where... Um, there's an elevator involved and we have a really reactive dog in a really small space and we're using equipment, but it's not working and we're trying to figure out what to do. And, and this dog owner actually asked a lot of questions that I think they're really good questions. And and it's like, Hey, if this doesn't work, then what do I do? If this doesn't work, then what do I do? So it really kind of gives, I mean, you guys, you guys are reaping the benefits of this free podcast of, how many different layers you can start to use and and what to do if these things don't work. So it's like, it's really good on reactivity. It's good on the other questions that we go over is leaving the dog home and, and, and when, how much create time and, exercise and it's all good it's all really good information um really quick before uh, i let you guys listen to this podcast is first thing is is there's still some audit spots for my uk seminar if you guys are interested in coming to watch me and hang out with me uh in the uk uh in a couple weeks in october 1st 2nd and 3rd i'll leave the, the tickets and all the description in the link below you guys can click that and if you guys don't know yet we have an official no bad dog members club it is a tight knit supportive Empowering, inspiring, motivating community, uh, and, and what we do, guys, is we we put in all the po- all the podcasts that are unreleased. We also put in full length videos. So the videos that you guys see on YouTube, they're ten, they're fifteen minutes. Uh, you might get a lot of good information, but a- as you guys know, it doesn't take ten to fifteen minutes to train a dog. On the No Bad Dog Members Club, there's the full length video. Sometimes it's an hour or more, and it's really every single piece of information that goes in to get the result that we do that you guys see in the YouTube videos. Uh, there's also, I think the biggest thing, guys, is just a community, a place where you guys can go and safely ask questions without worrying about getting bombarded by trolls on the internet. And uh, it's a really special place and I'm really excited and I'm I'm, I'm really spending a lot of time in there. So anyway, uh, that's in the link in the description below if you guys want to join that. Let's get into the podcast.
1: I've seen some of your videos. I really like the work that you do.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You're doing that. some
1: good stuff, yeah. You know, you see, I see so much stuff out there where it's like only positive or only like hardcore negative. And it seems like you have a good balance of of both from an outsider's perspective.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I try to, I, I mean, that's just the way I think life should be. Um, it's the way I've always worked with my dogs and it's the way I teach and I'm I'm glad people are enjoying it, catching on to it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean it just like makes the most sense.
0: Yeah, for me, yeah, and, and a lot of people, yeah, I, I would agree.
1: Definitely. So I got uh, so I have two dogs. I have um a eighteen month husky mix, pebbles. Pebbles. Yep, and she is a uh, rescue. Just a little background information. And then the one that I have <clears throat> the issue with is karma she is 14 months and just a little background so you know i'm not sure how much it matters or doesn't matter but she was uh she's also a rescue Mm -hmm. she's a malinois german shepherd either bulldog and like probably three or four other myths but mostly malinois and uh, german she looks like a malinois a black malinois okay and she is 45 pounds, so she's on the smaller side for for that kind of dog.
0: Got it. She also is a
1: rescue, so she was found, like, in the bushes, ended up at the Miami Dade Animal Rescue, was adopted. The people thought she was a lab, and then they returned her. And then uh, my fiancé and I ended up adopting her. So she, she had a chaotic early months, I guess I could say. Sure. She's she spayed. And she appears to have a lot of either anxiety or she's trying to resource guard us or protect us, one of the three. And our two biggest issues are we live in a high-rise in Miami on the 11th floor, so we take the elevator a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we go in the elevator with nobody in it, we have no problem. But as soon as someone steps in, she uh, barks in a scary way towards them and lunges at them. Or somebody's waiting at the bottom of the elevator to, like, when we're going to depart the elevator and someone else can get in, she'll also bark, like, very loud and aggressive and lunge at them. She's never bit anybody. And Good. I don't know if she would wouldn't. And then also on the street, if we're walking her and we walk past somebody, we can walk past somebody, like, an inch next to us, and she has no problem. But as soon as they say one word to us, or, like, want to talk to us or communicate to us, she does the same thing, like a very loud, aggressive bark and lunge. And, uh, the area we're in is like very, very heavily populated. So it's almost impossible to avoid people. It's like very, very density.
0: Right. Okay. So those
1: are our two biggest issues. She is on a prong collar. We've tried everything. We've tried a harness. We've tried a prong collar. We've tried, uh, a slip lead if I'm pronouncing it right. Like a rope.
0: Yeah.
1: will mm-hmm. not. I did that after watching some of your videos. Cool. And uh, and our other dog also is on off front collar. Okay. And when, once once uh, Karma like starts barking, it's almost impossible to calm her down with food, or even like if I yank on it hard or not hard or food in her face. Once she gets going, it's impossible to stop her. Inside, when no one's around, she's like very sweet. Just loves to like hang out. No problem. Not barking inside the house.
0: Like no, no issues inside her covers up, okay, cool, uh, and this is karma, right karma, yep, okay, so so she has stranger danger, almost like she's lunging, barking, reacting, <clears throat> now, okay, so one- wh- you know one question I have is obviously like that's you're trying to correct the behavior everything that you're doing isn't working, um one thing I will say is is proper usage of the equipment, whether it's a slip, prong, whatever, and yeah. proper size. Those are the those are the things that matter the most. So making sure that those things are fit properly and being used properly. So
1: So I guess I was just gonna say, so a point to that. So on the prong it seems like it's definitely too large of a size right now. It slips down her neck. Okay. But the size down seems like it's like really, really too tight. It seems like she's almost in between, or maybe it should be on the tighter one. I know everything I see says don't let it slip down. Right. And then one other point. Oh yeah. So one other point I want to make also, I didn't mention before is she did two separate, uh, board trains. Mm. So her commands are very strong. The boarding trains were in a, in a rural area. So not in a dense or city at all. Right. They had nothing to do with, um, an elevator. So on their rural, wasn't a farm, but kind of farm area compared to where we are. It's just perfect. Sit down, stay, come, whatever you want, walking. Perfect. And then once the people come, it's a whole different story.
0: Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, understood. So with the prong, you can, you probably have a 3.0 and then a 2.25. So with the 2.25, you can actually add links in, yeah. which is nice. So you can add links in to make it a little bit bigger. So if it's just – like if you can if you can put the prong collar over the dog's head without taking it off, that's too big. Like I had somebody do that earlier today. Oh, yeah. We're not, okay. Yeah, okay, good. So I would say if it's a little too snug uh, with the 2.25, I would just order or get another one and then just add a link or yeah. two in until you get that nice snug fit. Because if it is sliding okay. down and it's a bigger collar – because I think you said Karma's smaller. She's like forty-five pounds, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if it is sliding down and it's not fit properly, and it's a bigger unit, uh, which means it's a it's a you know 3.0 or something, uh, it's not gonna work. It's just gonna it's gonna slide down. It's not gonna give you that correction yeah. that you need. So that's the yeah. first thing I would do is is get yourself just order another two point two five and just and just pop some links in, and just see if you can custom okay. yeah see if you can customize that size to make it uh, appropriate. That'll make a huge difference. And then what are you doing? So walk me through. So you're on an elevator. Karma's with you, your prong collar's on, the door opens, somebody's there, she starts to bark, what what do you do?
1: So I put her in the down position and if someone's already in the elevator, I'll just take the next one now. Right. uh, And kind of just walk back a little bit. But uh, if we get on and then someone else enters, Right now I have her in a down position and if someone gets on, I'm trying to like give her a whole bunch of treats and then I'll put my fiance kind of in the middle of the elevator to block the view of the other person. Mm-hmm. And then, um, she really scares the people in the elevator. So sure. I guess I've tried, um, like a correction, I guess you would call it like a snap of the leash, I guess. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Yeah. But most of the time, I guess I'm just like pulling, like keeping her head and pulling the leash up. So her head and her, so, like, she's on her back two legs, and her head is just, like, away from the people. Yeah. But, like, with a pretty a decent amount of force to
0: it. Okay. So, yeah. what you, what you want to do is you want to do more of a pop than a pull. Right now, you're kind of, yep. like, pulling up, and you're lifting her up off the ground, and that's not going to be effective. So, you want to actually pop the collar. So, let me show yeah. you with, like, this, this prong here. Like, I have a Hermspringer Springer 2.25 right here. Oh, that's a
1: 2.25. Okay. Right. I wonder if I show you which one I have, if you would know what size it was.
0: I should. I should be able to. Kind
1: of Th- a smaller. uh this is the larger size.
0: Okay. Yeah. So the smaller one's probably the 2.25 then, right? It's like, is it like mine?
1: Oh no. What I what I was saying is, if I take um, if I take a link out of this one, it seems like it's too tight on her neck.
0: Got it. I see what you're saying. Or I thought if I, keep I thought it like you. This, it
1: seems like it's too big.
0: Got it. I thought you were saying that you had two i thought you said you had you had two collars so yeah i would oh, okay. i would um yeah so, you, so you're just in between sizes if you keep if you keep yeah. it like that it, it's kind of slides down and if you if you take one out it's a little too tight yeah okay yep. i that would way. just get the herm springer 2.25 size that's a 2.25 gauge
1: is there a good spot online you would recommend buying that from i feel like amazon got a bunch of cakes on
0: it chewy um usually really? has, yeah chewy has authentic ones we usually have them let me see we might have them. Let me just go to uh, my website, buynobaddogs.com. Let me see if we have them.
1: What's the website?
0: Buy so b-u-i nobaddogs.com. That's like where all my merch okay. and safety clips and and everything is. Um, I want to see if we have any. But uh, anyway, so what I would what I would suggest is getting that. Chewy has them. Um, yeah, we're we don't have any online. We have them at the facility, but we don't have any online. Um, but Chewy has them and I would, I would just get, um, and Leerberg probably has them. Some other places probably have them. Um, but you're looking for like a dog training supply company. I mean, Amazon does get hit with some false ones mimicking, uh, Herm Springer. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I would do. Get a 2.25. Okay. And then, um, again, when you're, when you're, if you watch the prong collar correction, I have a lot of videos on this too. If you're watching the prong collar correction you're popping this like this right so yep. you're just you're popping that um instead of pulling so right now you're kind of pulling up and you're yeah. pulling her up and she's on her back feet and she's probably like stressed about that and then you just let her down or whatever what you want to do is correct her for the behavior so you're going to tell her to leave it and you're going to pop the collar like this yeah hear that what unless
1: she, if unless she keeps barking and lunging if i pop it
0: well, it's, it, I mean, obviously you, you, you want to do the best you can to, to stop the, the barking. Um, it, it's, it's very, it would be very odd. And, um, I, I just don't see a lot of dogs completely ignoring that correction. If you do it right, if it's fit properly and you do it right. Yeah. Um, I, I find that it's, it's very successful, but if they do, um, just try to move around a little bit, I know it's an elevator, right. But the other yeah. thing, the other thing that you can do um is 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 obviously motivation so if the dog if she's if karma's reacting you say leave it correction leave it correction leave it correction right um that's something that you can do and then if she makes a good decision and she stops barking or when when she stops barking and gets hysterical she stops being hysterical you can pay her immediately after to help her understand positive reinforcement and things like that um, you know, but I, but realistically, some dogs just don't give a crap about positive reinforcement when they're upset or when they, they feel threatened right. or they feel vulnerable or whatever. They, it just doesn't, doesn't, does, doesn't do anything. And of course, when yeah. you're working with positive reinforcement, it's to encourage behaviors. And as she's barking, we're not encouraging that. So we're not going to use that. We're going to correct when she does bark. And then, uh, we're going to, we're going to reward her when she stops and say, good, leave it. Um, if, okay. if, if this is something that I mean obviously I, I work with, well I, I, I don't not obviously, but I work with people all over the world and obviously you live in a city that has got a lot of you know a lot of stuff going on and there's a lot of people some people don't ever see anybody. you know so for yeah. you it's it's something that your 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 relationship and your daily experience with your dog is is struggling, suffering. Um, and it's not fun and I'm sure it creates anxiety and stress and everything for everybody, yourself, your dog, the people. So some other alternatives, um, is like, right. I have this, I have my own remote collar from Dogtra. So it's, it's, it's the Tom Davis 280C with Dogtra. That particular unit has a pager on it. So it's a vibrate and it's got an HPP, which is a high performance pager. So it's got stimulation Right, which is normally what we train with recall and just conditioning and t- tuning up obedience and things like that. But it also has the HPP, which is um, a high-performance pager, which is also a great opportunity to discourage unwanted behaviors with um, less physical conflict and with with, with you know whatever. Um, is the
1: HPP a more intense vibration? Yes, in it is. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, I'll find it on your website. Dogchur.com actually has those. We d- yeah, we're not shipping them yet. We just came out with it a couple of weeks ago, so we don't have any warehouse volumes yet. But we will in the future. Yeah. But yeah, cool. Um, so that gives you an that's opportunity. Cool yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, that's we worked really hard on. it. It's a beautiful collar. But it, it'll give yeah. you an opportunity to actually correct the dog. Um, it, it gives you an opportunity to correct the dog with the pager. And discourage the behavior and look like i want the e-collar to mean great things for your dog and that's what it is for the majority of dogs that we work with it's this very fun motivating off-leash thing like you know you grab your coat you grab your collar your dog's like oh my god this is so exciting that's what i want it to be for most people but at the same time you're dealing with a dead-end situation here where you're like hey i can't i can't i have to bring my dog outside two three four five times a day first thing in the morning last thing at night Um, and we are running into severe issues that is going to cause you, you know, all sorts of problems. And so, um, there's, there's what I call an intervention stage with the remote collar and the intervention stage is exactly how it sounds where, like I said before, when I usually introduce the remote collar, it's actually using low level stimulation, introducing all that stuff to the dog. And it's a very nice, um, it's a very nice stimulating, uh, control that you have with your dog. It's great. Dogs love it um it's a very positive experience and so yeah. but then there's the intervention where it's like we need to stop this behavior we need to stop it now you don't have the ability cause some some people honestly can't get that snap with the prong you yeah. just can't like you know if you watch my videos you'll see people struggle with it you know and their their their, their timing is off or their pop is off it, it's not easy it's really not yeah as easy as it looks or as easy as I make it look or other trainers make it look, it's not as easy as it looks. It really isn't. So my point is, is if you can't effectively distribute that correction to a point where the dog understands it, respects it, um, to a point of, of modifying the behavior, because that's the ultimate goal is we want to just say, leave it, which means, Hey, Hey, don't bark. You're good. The person comes in, they make a good decision. You pay them for not barking and they go, Oh, this is a much better decision. And, the person that just came into the elevator actually isn't a threat and I really don't care about it. Right. But do I
1: need to introduce, leave it to her or can I just jump right in? Yeah.
0: Right. And
1: start saying it and correcting her. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, no, I understand. Um, well I'd like to say, yeah, you want to introduce, you want to, you want to introduce any type of obedience out of the context of using it as a punishment. So it's fair. But like I said, I mean, I'm, I, I I find myself to call myself a realistic, you know, dog trainer. I mean, I'm, it's what's realistic and what's like, um, absolutely like that. This would be nice. Um, this would be ideal, but we don't always deal with ideal scenarios. So, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, and that's, that's, that's the reality. That's where you're going to see results. That's where you're yielding results with problematic situations and reality. And so This kind of falls under that again, that intervention stage with the e collar. And
1: what was the Dogtra model that you recommended? So I can write it
0: down. It's the Tom Davis 280C, it's the No Bad Dog unit. You'll see it if you go to dogtra.com, you'll see it. It's the 280C by Tom Davis, which is okay
1: cool. And then the (laughs) The 2.25
0: Hermspringer. Yep, yep.
1: I put her on a couple or a few uh, mini educator. Yeah. Dog uh, e-collar training for recall. Yeah. And she caught on really fast to it.
0: Good. Yeah, that's good. So
1: I don't know if that's, yeah, I don't know how to build on that. Or if well, I, you. It was a long time ago.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And and I and I didn't realize that you have done e-collar training, so that's helpful. But um, you can you can use the stimulation because usually when we do recall, it's just like low-level stimulation to get the dog's attention. They come to you and they get paid. I mean, that's that's in a yep. nutshell. That's what that's what e-collar uh, training is but um i think if you're if you're comfortable with correcting her with that stimulation you can but i, I just like using the pager because it's 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 a little bit more straightforward you don't have to worry about what level you're yeah. at because e-collars don't have levels of, of vibrate it's just one level so the e-collar technology is the same thing that has just one level um, but it doesn't have the hpp that doesn't have as intense of a vibrate But anyway, you could try it. Um, Certainly try it, see if it works. But what you're going to do is, again, to answer your question of should your dog no leave it before using it? Ideally, yes. Realistically, if you walk into an elevator and your dog's losing their mind and you have a decision to make of, I either go with the ideal training solution and model, or you just say, I can't enable this to continue to happen and it's a liability and I need to Punish it right now, and then that's where you—that's where you would use like the pager. Um, And again, that's that's what I would call like the intervention e-collar introduction. Where I I have dogs that are trying to physically hurt me pretty bad, and I'm standing behind a counter, and I use the e-collar as a correction, and it completely um, corrects them to a point where they're like, "Okay, this is uncomfortable, and I really don't want to do this ever again." I'm like, "Great," because now we can move on, and we saved your life, and you know, we can teach you some new things now. So. Uh, and then a
1: dog yeah. with anxiety—is there a risk of um, of giving her more anxiety by using the e-collar or?
0: Sure, there's there's always a risk of ev- if anything introducing to a dog um, of yeah. of becoming but but i but again if you're doing a, there's two there's two parallels to this if you're doing the e-collar properly in this intervention stage and you're clear about what behavior you're trying to get rid of the dog should understand that the reactivity that they're exhibiting is actually turning the remote collar on it's not Coming from a random place. It's you and it's the reactivity. It's never going to happen outside. If you're chilling and you're being good and nothing happens and you're being obedient and you're not reacting and you're not losing your mind, you're good. Nothing happens. But then as soon as they react, again, like you have to pick your battles of. Okay. So say one out of stress is part of dog's lives. I mean, I'm, I'm so sick of people like not understanding that you should always train without stress. That's not possible. It's very yeah. hard to do. Even if you take food away from a dog after training, they're stressed about it. They're like, where'd it go? What did I yeah. do wrong? Right? So right, exactly. you have to like one through 10, right? Your dog reacts negatively, gets stressed, freaks out. You get stressed, your fiance gets stressed, the person that walked into the elevator gets stressed, you know, they call the management, it's like this whole thing. So you gotta scale that and you gotta audit that. Okay, that's probably a stress level of a seven and a half to eight. Like that sucks. It's sucky for everybody. But if you're using the the correction on a dog and it's creating stress over behaviors we wanna discourage and it's maybe like five percent stress out of ten, you gotta pick your battles and say, Well, I'd rather I'd rather make my dog a little stressed um over behaviors i actually want them to be stressed about doing because i don't want it to happen again versus all the stress that's going to be created about enabling and not doing anything
1: yeah totally that makes sense and then when when uh like when and if karma could get trained with the e-collar Mm-hmm. Will she only exhibit those behaviors if she has it on or?
0: Yeah, great question. And that's what I was saying before is it's, it's, it's your job to really cue it from your voice. So it, yeah. it, think about yeah. conditioning, right? When you think about dog conditioning, um, we think about when you grab your keys, your dog goes, oh, we're going somewhere. You grab your leash, oh, we're going somewhere. Um, you grab your coat, you say walk. They, they can, they're so good at routines. They're so good at cueing. They're so good at conditioning. They're like, I know what this means. So, yeah. and same thing with positive reinforcement, you say S- sit, the The word sit comes out of your mouth. They don't know English. They just know when you say sit and they put their butt on the ground, they get paid with something that's conditioning. Yeah. That's, that's okay. I get this. So I, I, I've done this a long time and I've done it long enough to know that it's, it's just as powerful using it with, with things we want to discourage. So my point is, is if you say sit and the dog sits and then you pay them, well, in the future, you want the dog to sit with or without that motivation or without that encouragement. Same thing with yeah. with same thing yeah, with punish yeah. right. Same thing with punishment is when you say leave it. I mean, you should be able to get your dog to sit without food, just like you should be able to get your dog to leave it without an actual reinforcer. So Makes sense. so yes. So if you do it right, leave it. <laughs> leave it. Right. It's conditioning. Somebody rings the doorbell. There's somebody here. So they realize that the leave it is then reinforced and followed up with with a correction that is actually holding the dog accountable for creating a way more stressful situation than actually getting corrected. So if you do it right, the answer is y- your dog should just do it. But again, it's like, you know, if, if you don't wear your seatbelt, it's like, what could happen? I always tell people, like, we put our seatbelts on every day just because we don't know what's going to happen. Right. And, and it's not so much yeah, about... No. Uh, Yeah. So that's, that's what I like to tell people is when you go out and you get into an elevator and the one day you forget something that'll actually help you in a power steering environment, you're going to have a circus going to that elevator and you're going to be like, yep, today's the day. (laughs) God damn it. You know? So anyway, so, you know, I I like to tell people if you're doing it right, they should just listen. And, and yeah, go ahead.
1: uh, So I was just going to say, so what would like a good cadence be? I get in the elevator, I put her in a down. Mm. Somebody comes into the elevator yeah I see her kind of getting a little antsy yeah and I know the bark and lunch comes next.
0: Well, that's one thing I was I've been meaning to talk to you about is i I don't necessarily think that you should be putting her into a down either because I think. With a with a little space like the elevator, and putting her into a down, I think may make things worse. I think it'll it'll put her into a vulnerable situation. Um, I think it could it could make things worse for her because she again feels vulnerable because she's now in a down. And if this yeah. if this is something stemming from fear, which it sounds like it is, yeah. uh, or insecurity, or just lack of socialization, and or all of the above, if you put her into a down, that immediately puts her into a vulnerable. Position. And what I would be doing, to be honest, is I would be using the corner of the elevator and just almost body blocking yeah. her, not hiding her, not yeah. like covering her her eyes. You're just you're just karma sit, put her into a sit. Yes, good sit. You pay her with the treats in your pocket. So I think a sit would be a little yeah. bit more um And now better.
1: Like probably eighty five percent of the time I tell her to sit, she'll go into a down position. She's like a constant down.
0: Well, I think because usually they, they it comes in a circus. I call it the circus. So you 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 probably usually go sit and then down, sit and then down. Or, um, and that's that's common. Or it's it's something that maybe she feels comfortable in and then she's going into a down out of instinct, which which again like you want to actually take her out of that because that's where she's making mistakes. She's becoming yeah. vulnerable, and so so you got to play around with that a little bit. That's like part okay. of you know part of dog training and handling is getting creative as, as a handler. And, uh, I think that that's what I would do. Okay, cool. And then at
1: what point would I snap or hit the the high vibrate? Would it be when she starts getting antsy or as soon as she barks?
0: I I would, I would mark, you know, again, think about positive reinforcement. As soon as the dog does the exact behavior that you want to encourage to happen again that's where you pay it's the same thing with positive punishment it's, it's as soon as okay. she does the thing that you really are trying to get away from but again yeah. you got to realize that there's a lot of external uh what i would call uh involuntary behaviors so like becoming a little bit of whiny like you got to pick your battles like if she loses her mind and she goes crazy and she's whining a little bit instead of reacting again you got to like pick what you're going to shut down and what you're not so i think just having a little bit of leeway there uh is going to be discretionary on you
1: okay and then in your opinion if she starts going into uh high anxiety,
0: bark and Lunch and then the vibrate doesn't work? Well, I, you know, like I said, I, I, I think it's, it's, I think you would need to, to go into work with, you need to hire a professional to come into the elevator and help you. I yeah. know that that doesn't help yeah. you right at this moment, but if like, I, I've been using these tools and working primarily with these types of cases for my entire career and it's, it's, it's something that has really good success. And anytime that it fails okay. or, or the majority of times it fails is because it's something you were doing wrong. Like, again, if I were to say you're, Oh, I'm using the prong collar. It doesn't work. And then you, you already told me that you're just basically hanging her with the prong. So that makes sense. Right. Same thing with the, with the pager. If the pager's not hooked up, right. Or it's not on, or it's not charged, or it's not sitting against the skin and has good contact. It's not going to work either. So i think if you're going through all the rounds of using the punishment and using it effectively and you feel like it's still not working um there's something going on with you you have you you need help with that Um, but but i but i also think too um to that regard if i was in front of you i would say well the the elevator is the biggest challenge that's the biggest hardest task that's the big game but we need to we need to, go to we need yep. to go to practice. We need to go to the practice field a little bit and maybe get around some of these people in a in a less invasive way for her to make her a little bit more comfortable. Practicing yeah. practicing the reward systems. If she's food motivated, make sure you're paying her on time. So if she if she sees somebody and she makes a good decision or she comes close with somebody and she makes a good decision, yes, good leave it. Bang, you pay her. So I think kind of circling uh Around the elevator scenario too is important don't just don't just go from we're really struggling with this and we keep hitting it hard and it's not working like that's gonna continue to happen unless you pull out of that area and go back to the practice field and really reevaluate
1: that makes sense yeah, that makes sense that's good
0: and you can find you know the way that your elevator is set up maybe you go into the lobby where the elevators are there but you're not in the elevator and you're not directly right by the doors you're maybe far off she's he- she's hearing the ding she's seeing people come out right. you're 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 just sitting there basically in the morning feeding her her breakfast if she if she does well and and I think that that will also help because right. if it is stemming from fear and it's stemming from Maybe again socialization desensitization insecurity. What do I do? And you're like, hey, I'm giving you a really clear option here. If you react, you're gonna get in trouble, and, you're, and it's gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah. If you just chill and you're suspicious, I'm gonna pay you. Now, one thing I've been yeah. I've been finding with a lot of my reactive dogs recently is, and, yeah. and a lot of this is because they trained with other people, and you know, this is just my opinion on this. Is don't correct her for looking. Right. Right. Like if she's trying, sense. yeah, if she's trying to make a better decision to say, Hey, who are you? And then bang, she gets corrected. She never has an opportunity to get better. So make sure that you're, yeah. you're very cautious about when you're applying that pressure, because there is going to be a moment and it'll come where she does make that decision to not react and you're going to have an aha breakthrough. But if you're always correcting proactively, it's never yeah. going to happen. She's always just going to be shutting down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Uh, when you walk two dogs, do you walk two-handed or one-handed? One-handed. One-handed with two dogs and one hand? Yep. Two leashes, Yep. prong on each one hand. And then how do you correct if one of them is a problem? Or just
0: well, yeah, it's kind of a trick question, you know, because um, <laughs> you ask me what how I walk my dogs, and that's how I walk my dogs. So well, I guess how would you suggest I should
1: do it? Yeah, I
0: say. yeah. Um, well, a couple things. Um, you gotta you gotta be you gotta you gotta get to where you need to be first. So practicing with them individually on the heel command like if you don't spend a considerable amount of time individually with your dogs on heel you can't expect them to a go out and heal with each other because that's a huge distraction and b you can't expect them to actually do something they're really not good at in a very challenging environment of reality so you really have to pull back and, and ask yourself and really audit if i tell either one of the dogs pebbles or karma to heal what is the realization of them actually understanding and capturing and you know fulfilling than that versus like <coughs> nagging like if you're out and you're like heel 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 your dog doesn't know heel so you just have to you have right. to so to answer that question fairly on my end is you really have to audit how well your dog's know heel because if it's half-assed and yeah. you and you go out and you're like let's get distraction one which is your you, you you know your pack member if you will all right that's a huge distraction and then okay now let's go outside that's the biggest distraction so again yeah. like you have to be really prepared before you enter that arena of healing so you can't does that make sense
1: yeah can we talk through healing a little bit
0: absolutely yeah
1: how to get them from uh 6.5 sure. or 7 to a higher
0: <laughs> right yeah so uh, then, yeah. So again, I think it comes back down to the foundation of what is heel. Heel is the dog walking loose leash at your heels. And that's going to be historically on the left side. Just That's just the proper side. Um, if you want to go right, you can. But stay consistent. Keep the dog either on the left or the right. And uh, yeah. practice this. Like So say you have a, a, a hallway. Hallway is best. You put the dog in the left side. You say karma heel. You move forward. You have an invisible line that the heel is right. Your dog is to really just stay at your heels. If their chest goes through past your knees, uh -uh, pop pop or, or you can do heel or making sure that they stay in the heel and you kind of give them, if they pass that imaginary line, you're not popping up, you're not pulling up. You're, you're giving pressure. You're popping backwards. Pop, 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 pop. Once they get back into a heel. Yes. Good heel and you can use food, you can use motivation, you can use a ball, but you got to use some sort of positive reinforcement that once they're actually walking there, they're good. And one yeah. One way that I proof that out as I slow down, I move forward and I slow down and I make sure the dog is engaged. I'll turn on yeah. my on my heels, I'll do a directional change. It's it's something you'll find in my YouTube videos all the time is what I call a tune-up or a calibration. Pay attention to me, pay attention to me. And um and, and, and then you, look, you work what I call the three Ds, distance, distraction, and duration. So you got to, each, each level, you have to graduate to the next level. So for an example, if you're starting off with healing and you ask your dog to heal in your hallway, you're going to go to the end of the hallway and it, it, the distance is hallway to the end of the hallway. The distraction is very minimal because you're inside and your other dog is away while you're doing this and the duration of how long you're doing it is seven to ten seconds depending on how long your hallway is and then each level you're leveling up okay now we're moving away from the wall and i'm healing you from the front door to the hallway to back to the front door a to b back to a etc etc so your your three Ds always evolve into different steps, and you don't go to the next step until you've really graduated off of the one you're on. Um, having the brake command is one hundred percent crucial. It's like trying to drive a vehicle with no no fuel doesn't work. You have to have a yeah. brake command to, to in order for the 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 heel or any behavior to actually capture.
1: So if we were going for like let's say a short three or four block walk mm-hmm. and I've trained her or I'm part, at least partway through my training with heel. How often on that walk should I keep her in a heel command compared to like, uh, just let her be free.
0: Um, yeah. Good question. So it, it and again, it, it really just depends on, it depends on your, your, your healing, how good it is. Like, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. So if not, now it's not the best. right. So you would maybe look, so you take one dog out and you would heal that dog from, you would heal that dog 10 steps, break Yeah. and then give the dog a break. Okay. And then yeah. the dog would break for five minutes, sniff okay. around, be a dog. You'd say karma heal. You heal karma for 12 seconds. So on and so forth.
1: Okay, cool. So less. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, some people are, like, keeping their dog, or trying to keep their dog in a heel, like, for 24-7, it seems like, in Miami.
0: Right, and it's uh, and it's unrealistic and unfair, and you're going to fail, and you're going to be frustrated, and your dog's going to be frustrated. So have yeah. really clear lines. Heel, it like it. Right. It seems like it with it. Yeah, heel, break, heel, oh, not break. you got to be in, the, you gotta be in the heel all the time, I
1: guess. Right.
0: And they're just gonna break it because they're not gonna be able to do it because it's like it's it feeds itself. they're they're not gonna do it because they don't know it, and you're gonna give up. and You're gonna get frustrated, and you're never gonna do it again. So you you heal break, but you start heal off. You know, as a seedling inside. You know, by yourself, and then you then you yeah. can adapt.
1: That makes sense. I got uh, pebbles when I leave the house. She could roam free. Nothing happens. Mm -hmm. karma if she's not in her kennel or her cage she uh will destroy something Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is that something you think she'll grow out of or should i just keep her in the kennel when i leave or what's your kind of thoughts on Um, i leave pebbles out. karma has got to be in the kennel
0: i think some dogs just lose privileges of, of of that freedom because they get themselves into trouble that's why crating yeah. is very safe and, and more safe than leaving a dog out if they're going to get into things yeah. that could potentially harm yeah. them or cost you thousands of dollars, which ultimately can damage and ruin your relationship with your dog and, you know, your yeah. fiance and your landlord and, you know, whatever the list goes on. So you just have yeah. to pick your battles. Um, you know, some things Some things to consider why dogs don't do well in crates is, A, they've never been in one, and um, it's, it's, it's being overused, and maybe you should be feeding them in the crate and paying them in the crate and leaving the crate door open and letting them go in there when they want. Um, and then the other thing is, is just exercise. Like if a dog is, you know, it, it, alternatively to just leaving them in the crate if you left them out and they were tired – sometimes they they sleep instead of like if you wake up say you wake up at 6 a.m you got to be to work at 8 you let them out to go pee and poop you bring them back right back in and then you leave and they they tear up the house or pebbles tears up yeah. the house well that's likely because if you have a dog that needs a job um which like you said is is um is is pebbles the mally mix or is that the husky the husky okay so the husky gets into trouble because the husky gets bored um, you know, that's not enough. So there's, there's a lot yeah. of that too. You know, hiring a dog walker helps. Bringing your dog to daycare a couple of times a week helps. And then just carving out time in the morning to just exhaust the dogs to A, make it fair when you put them in the crate and they sleep and it's, it's a win-win. Or B, yeah. if you want to try to leave your dog out in an X-Pen somewhere in your house, at least they've expelled some energy so they're not running around the house trying to figure out what they can dig up. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. She's actually really good in the crate. I was just wondering, at some age, should I break her on oh, that, or? Yeah.
0: yeah. She's not in there
1: often, you know? you know. If I leave the house or whatever. Yeah. She goes I... to daycare a lot, at least three, four days a week.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, if she, hey, listen, if she's great in the crate and you let her out and she makes a mess, it's a no-brainer. Yeah.
1: Like, okay.
0: Cool. She's better in the crate, and she'd probably rather be in the crate. She doesn't get in yeah, trouble. She's...
1: Yeah, she's cool in the crate. I saw the um, dog treadmills that you have. Are we good on time still? If not, just. Uh, me... No, you're
0: good. Yeah totally
1: yeah uh the the dog treadmills you have is that something you would suggest yeah they're
0: great they're great for everybody they're great for yeah they're great Uh, especially if we live in a you know in a in a busy city where it's 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 kind of a it's you know you got to get dressed and you got to get outside you're going to see people it's like this whole thing of like i don't really want to go out for a walk at 10 o'clock at night it's hot out you know whatever Yeah. especially in miami yeah i went there once oh my god so hot. Yeah, so hot. Uh, it's uncomfortable.
1: And
0: yeah. Um but yeah, I mean they're great. And they're they're well yeah. worth it. I mean, it's it's one of the best investments you can make for your dog, especially if you you, know, you have the time, if you work from home or you you have a lot of time. You know, you just put, pop them on the treadmill while you're doing emails while you're on calls. I mean, it's a beautiful thing and it's a win-win because you're getting that exercise out that they need daily and they're excited and they're happy because they're getting that exercise that they need daily. And then you just, you know, let them out to go pee and poop. And that is so much better than, I mean, if you're going to live the city life, you have to adapt to, okay, we don't have an acre for the dogs to run around in their fenced yard. We live in a big pillar and you're going to have to do the best you can to expel that energy. Yeah. So I love them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot
0: of good stuff. I appreciate all the help. Heck yeah. No problem.